Hey Journey, welcome back to the Journey podcast. We, um, we're back for a few more episodes to continue the conversation that we've been having through Alpha about life and faith and the big questions, mm-hmm. all the big questions about ourself, our self-understanding in the world. And today, I, Natalie, am here with Maria, and we are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And we thought that rather than coming up with our own ideas about who the Holy Spirit is, we would uh, read a whole bunch of verses. It's a lot of Bible verses. It is. Actually. Delving into the scriptures. Yeah, we're getting into the scriptures <laughs> because we love the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us a lot about who God is. Um, and so we found a whole bunch of verses based on uh, what we would talk about in Alpha anyways. Um, but we realized that there's this arc through the Bible about who the Holy Spirit is and how he works and you know what it is it's not what is the holy spirit sometimes mm-hmm. i think we start talking what is the holy spirit but the the true question is who is the holy spirit mm-hmm. and we're gonna dive into that today yeah we are okay well um i think we can get going i mean maybe an icebreaker question first okay okay maria i have a question for you yes what are you afraid of okay so this is like a really specific fear and it actually it was very stressful for me watching Moana in 3D because of this fear. But I really don't like deep ocean or oh. like dark ocean or any of that. Like, oh my gosh. So I grew up sailing and we would be out in the water and not being able to like see a horizon line with like anything on it, just more water, freaked me out so much. And then when I watched Moana in 3D and I was in the deep water, I was like, oh, I hate this so much. Wow. Yeah. It's like a phobia. It's like, yeah, it makes I your really skin don't crawl. like it. Yeah. Like, look away, look away. Oh, wow. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. I have, I discovered a fear of mine. I've been afraid of spiders forever. My brother is afraid of heights. Like, these are kind of, those are normal things mm-hmm. to be afraid of, kind of. But, the craziest thing happened. My mom had like a fern in her house. Like it was part of a bouquet. And on the bottom of the fern leaves were these like black dots in like kind of an organized pattern. Mm-hmm. It was very strange, but it made my skin crawl. Yeah. And I found out that this is like a very real fear. Like little dots yeah, and stuff? It's, yeah. I've it's called that. trypophobia. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, that's that was a bit of an icebreaker question, but it does, I mean, it ties into who the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit comes alongside us. Oftentimes, we experience the Holy Spirit when we're afraid, mm-hmm. or that might be the first time that we experience the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, and so let's just dive into this. Um, God is... God is one God in three persons, Mm -hmm. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So today we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And we have seen the Holy Spirit empower people throughout history. And in the Old Testament of the Bible, we see how the Holy Spirit would empower specific people for a specific purpose at a specific time. Mm -hmm. So a couple of examples would be Gideon. Yeah. I can't pronounce the other one, but... 
Bezalel? Yeah, that's the one. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) The Old Testament be like that sometimes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Don't want a spelling bee with that. (laughs) Totally. And the the Holy Spirit was present at the creation of the earth and, and breathed life into people. And then through the Old Testament, we see these encounters of specific people who were empowered at a specific mm-hmm. time. Um, and the example of Bezalel is actually found in Exodus chapter 35. Maria, would you be willing to just read that verse for us? Yeah. Can you, what's the... Um, uh, 31. I mean, 30, 31. Yeah. Okay. I'll start with 30. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, see the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God, with skill and intelligence, with knowledge and with craftsmanship. Yeah, so cool. So Bezalel was filled with the spirit of God, with mm-hmm. with knowledge and creativity um, and skill in order to do a specific thing at a specific time. And then there was people like Isaiah and Jeremiah who were filled with the Holy Spirit to prophesy and to deliver the very words of God, which is so cool. And then there's this promise through the scripture as the, as the story builds. It's like a narrative woven through the the greater narrative mm-hmm. of the Bible that um, there's there's a promise of the Holy Spirit that would come and would pour out over all of God's people, mm-hmm. um, making a permanent home in our hearts. Yeah. And so we have a few verses actually that kind of paint that story. So why don't we read them? So Exodus uh, 36, verse 26. Sorry, not Exodus, Ezekiel. (laughs) Yeah. All right. um, Verse 26 says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So good. I actually love that verse. A friend of mine, like, shared that with me the first time a few years ago. She's like, yeah, the Spirit of God is really doing this in my life. He's he's turning my heart of stone into a heart of flesh. It's mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit was helping her become human again. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. There's these verses from the book of Joel that says, this is the promise, it's right here. And afterwards, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men We'll see visions. So cool. Mm -hmm. What a promise. That's the promise that's kind of, it's building anticipation. And then we get to the New Testament in Luke chapter 1. And we see, da-da-da-da, we're flipping there. That's what happens when we when we love our Bible. This is not actually my Bible, which is kind of embarrassing (laughs) because it's like, I feel like I don't know it, you know? It's not my Bible. Can't find anything in here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Luke chapter 1, verse 41. All right. It says, And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's so cool. That's just another story. And then then Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. So context, Elizabeth um, was friends with Jesus' mother, Mary, and Elizabeth had her child first, and her child was? John the Baptist. (laughs) John the Baptist. <laughs> there you go. Um, you and so it like that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she was filled with faith mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit um, when she met with Mary. And, you know, I'm kind of excited, actually. Maria, you and I, like, we could be pregnant at the same time sometime, you know? 
eventually. In the far future <laughs> for the me. Far future. <laughs> but you know, it'd be like Mary and Elizabeth. Yeah. Maria Maybe you will leap in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> so one of our babies is going to leap. Anyways, wow. Okay. Um, moving on. And then at Jesus' baptism. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is really cool. Um, Matthew 3, verses 13 to 17. We see a really cool... Um, it's kind of like God lives in like more dimensions than us. Like We live in a 3D world. But I remember um, actually my drum teacher, like way back in the day, um, he was a Christian and he was telling me about stuff. He was learning about the Holy Spirit. And it was like, it was like, it's like God um, exists in like more dimensions than we do. But sometimes God will act in a way that we can tangibly Mm -hmm. experience him. And so like the burning bush for Moses or this baptism of Jesus mm-hmm. is supernatural. Yeah. Do you want to read the baptism of Jesus? For sure. So starting at verse 13, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So crazy. So at Jesus' baptism, the sky broke open, and there was an audible voice of Mm -hmm. God saying that this is my Son. That would have been really spooky. Yeah, that would have been pretty crazy. (laughs) And, I mean, all that Jesus did after that point, that was kind of like the beginning of his ministry. Yeah. All that he did after that was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And at one point, Jesus is speaking in a synagogue, and he um, gets up, and he opens up the scroll to read from Scripture, from Old Testament, and he actually quotes a verse from Isaiah that Chris Menke shared, he read, in our in a past podcast episode and it's quoted in Luke chapter 4 this is Jesus quoting old scriptures from Isaiah the spirit of the lord is on me because he has anointed me to pro- proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the lord's favor so the spirit of the lord was on Jesus And we're starting to get a taste not only of who Jesus is, which was the theme of our Easter podcast, but but right now as we talk about the Holy Spirit, something that marked Jesus was that he was filled with, empowered by, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And then there's this promise once Mm -hmm. we get to Luke. So after Jesus comes back from the dead, not Luke, when we get to Acts, (laughs) Jesus comes back from the dead and... And he, um, and he reminds us of the promise of the Holy Spirit for all people. So in Acts 1, verses 4 to 5, um, Jesus says this, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, 
but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, like how we pass through the waters of baptism and we're submerged and we come back to life. Mm-hmm. We're going to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And this this narrative through the Bible has raised anticipation, you know? And now Jesus is bringing mm-hmm. it back. He's like, he's like, wait here. Don't leave. Wait here. The Spirit is coming. The day of Pentecost, when the Spirit pours out, is coming. And you're going to be a part of it. It's like, it's like the champagne bottle yeah. being shaken. <laughs> and then there's this explosion on the day of Pentecost. This year, actually, very timely with the, with the timing of this podcast, uh, Pentecost Sunday is Sunday, May 23rd, which is Sunday coming up. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so let's read the story of Pentecost from uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. Do you mind reading it? Are you sure. almost there? Or it's okay. Two, one to 13? Yeah, you got it. Okay. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medeas and Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Viagra, and Maphilia, Egypt, I know that one, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said, they are filled with new wine. (laughs) That's crazy. So the the Holy Spirit came in power and and it allowed everybody to understand mm-hmm. actually it was like it was like the 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 disciples were now empowered to speak all the languages of the earth by some like miracle mm-hmm. which is so crazy um and the the underlying message here is that this is for you that the pouring out of the Holy Spirit wasn't just for the disciples that day or the people in that multitude that day, but it extends to us today. And the whole rest of the New Testament after this moment is empowered by the Holy Spirit, like gas for a car Mm -hmm. or, you know, electricity for an electric vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) For your Tesla, because I'm sure you all own one, right? (laughs) Yeah. Now, there's a Greek word. For the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Greek word is paraclete or parakletos. Yeah, my father's Greek. (laughs) I never learned Greek. That's really sad. But the paraclete is the one who comes alongside or the encourager, the advocate or the helper. Mm -hmm. And so in a profound way, the Holy Spirit comes alongside us to help us through every part of life. So, Maria, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind when you think about the Holy Spirit? I think of wind. 
I think that is a reoccurring kind of symbol even throughout the Bible and even um, as we were reading about in Acts, the idea of wind. Um, I think there's something about the power of the unseen that wind really represents super well and relates to the Holy Spirit. Um, and I also seem to think about when I think of the Holy Spirit, like things that I things that I can never do on my own, things that other people can never do on their own, things that seem impossible that somehow still happen and how that like couldn't have just been me or couldn't have just been that person on their own strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like the the power to change. Mm-hmm. Like I think of, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit transforms us and he, he fills our lives with with love and joy and peace and hope. It's like I feel empowered by the Spirit of God when I've met with him and then I walk away from from that stillness, but it's like God is with me as I go out into my day. And the Spirit or the power of the Spirit in our lives also can set us free from like destructive habits. Um, and And the power of the Spirit can allow us to change. I think about my first encounter with the Holy Spirit was um, I was in grade eight. I was in grade eight. And a friend, friends of my brother's were over um, and they were hanging out on a Friday at our house. And I felt like an urge in my spirit to um, pray for them. It was very weird because I wasn't really like, I wasn't really following Jesus at this time, but I'd, you know, grown up going to church and everything. And I remember some stuff was going on in my family at the time that was confusing to me and upsetting. Um, my mom was going through like her second divorce. And I remember feeling like an injustice about the situation. And so I went to my room um, and I had recently pulled out a Bible from my closet because I wanted, I don't know, I wanted to like meet with God or something. I wanted to hear from God somehow for my brother's friends. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible was out when I was upset already. And, and I just I did one of those classic, like, okay, God, if you're real, like <laughs> yeah. I'm opening up my Bible, like speak to me, you know? And I remember um, reading a Psalm about peace coming over us, like a, like a comforter, like, a, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I was on my knees in my bedroom on the ground, cr- like crying with my Bible in front of me. And I felt, I was like, I felt this peace come over me and it just like calmed me like mm-hmm. right down. And that I think that was the first time that I really experienced the Holy Spirit. It was like, oh, I felt the presence of God mm-hmm. with me right there in my room. It was kind of wild. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's my first Holy that's Spirit cool. story. <laughs> yeah. There's other times, like, looking back that I'm like, oh, the mystery of God. Like, I I had experienced that. Or Mm -hmm. I see how God was working. But that was the first, like, I would call it an encounter. Mm -hmm. An encounter with the Holy Spirit. And that is available to all of us. If we invite God, if we say, God, I want to meet with you here. Like, show up for me. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I need peace. I need the peace that surpasses all understanding that only your presence can bring. Like, that that invites God. And there's kind of this like classic prayer and it stems from uh, the creator of Alpha, Nikki Gumbel. 
he's he, his classic prayer is with hands wide open. He says, "Come, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. come, Holy Spirit." And so, um, I think there's just one more verse that I'd love us to read from Galatians, chapter five, verses twenty-two to twenty-three. Um, but the invitation for the Spirit to come might be for him to break us free from uh, from some sort of addiction or stronghold or unhealthy habit that we're just trying to change. Or maybe we need the Holy Spirit to come and, and renew our life and give us a hope for our future, a reason to believe that things can be good again or, or to renew our joy or our love or something like that. Um, but Maria, would you... Would you read this verse? This verse, I feel, gives us an image for what the Holy Spirit can do in our hearts and our lives. Those five chapters. Chapter five, verse 22 to 22. All right. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So good. If you want to go back and read that verse, it's Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. And this is just, um, I mean, it's hugely significant, but it's also, it's just like one little part of what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. And so I want to invite you right now, wherever you are, you might be driving to work and listening to this, or you might be quiet in your bedroom, but wherever you are, I want to invite you just now to Maybe open up your hands. If you're driving, don't take your hands off the wheel. (laughs) Um, But open up your hands and just pray with me. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.